everybody loves getting recognition. So why don't we ever do it? Like, what is the big deal behind giving recognition? I mean, keeping your team at all is hard. Keeping your team engaged and motivated is even harder. And all the data tells us that providing meaningful employee recognition is vital to accomplishing this. So why, why do so many of us, not just managers or leaders, but just all of us, why do we fail to provide recognition to others? More importantly, how does it affect us and what when we don't receive recognition. You know how you feel about it. You feel like nobody appreciates you. Nobody sees you, but then we don't give it. And this is especially true for managers because there's like this tough love mentality, like manager to manager or executive to executive, but we're all human beings. We all function exactly the same way. Recognition is good for everyone. And 91% of HR professionals agree that good recognition programs will increase your team's likelihood to stay in your organization. And by the way, the most successful leaders are those that regularly provide recognition. Like if you wanted to just really amplify your leadership, you would be doing that kind of thing. So this is really more about how you can be a better leader and really create that culture and that environment that you've been dreaming to work at. And you don't have to wait for somebody above you to tell you or some kind of corporate mandate. You can just do it. So we're going to go through a lot of different things in, in recognition, bad ways to do it, horrible approaches. But more importantly, at the end of it, going to give you five ways to provide your team with meaningful recognition that makes them feel valued. And here's the good news. It's very simple to do, and it really doesn't take much time at all if you make this as part of your leadership style. Coming up next. You found the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk about all things leadership because leadership isn't just what you do, it's who you are. So we hope to make you a better leader, help keep your sanity, and make your team better so you make more money. So every week we talk about a different topic that helps you do all those things. So hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Tell all your colleagues and friends, and let's get a discussion going on how we can grow together as better leaders. Welcome back to the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. Hope you had a great week. And this topic, it, it just kills me because it's just one of those things that almost your entire team or, or companies or people across the globe will tell you is sorely lacking. But at the same time, everybody in charge, everybody that is a thought leader in your company will tell you that it's, it's stuff that's just got to happen. And, and so, first of all, let's talk about why this even matters. You know, if you think about, well, people come in, they're given a directive, they're given a paycheck, and they can just do whatever they're going to do. But why does this even matter that much? More than just the, oh, it makes people just feel good. But when you want to talk about really enhancing employee engagement and recognizing employees for their contributions and achievements, it significantly boosts how they engage at work. You know, in past podcasts, I've talked about winning. And I've talked to you about if people don't see the connection of their behaviors to winning, to what it means to win for them, then they're not going to keep repeating those behaviors. And this is what this does is when you're really looking at, it's not just about a rah-rah meeting, but when you're really looking at engaging employee behaviors and letting them understand that what, they're do, what they do matters and it's all connected you know, this heightened engagement leads to way better performance, increased productivity, and really a stronger sense of belonging with everybody on the team because they start to understand why they matter. The next thing is improved retention rates. This is another biggie of keeping the team together. 
And when you talk about regular and meaningful recognition and how it contributes to higher employee satisfaction, well, yeah, I mean, everybody would say, well, of course it does. But again, why, why do we hold back and we don't do it? And when we make them feel valued and appreciated, they're less likely to go somewhere else, even for more money, when you got the right set of environment. Now, that doesn't mean that you can just say things to make them feel good about themselves. They're going to they're gonna sense that if it's not true. But when you do this on a regular basis, it really reduces turnover costs uh, for the organization. It helps maintain a stable experience in the workforce really gets your culture where it needs to be. And speaking of number three, talking about the positive work culture where you know, recognition creates that. In other words, the behaviors that are repeated um, is what builds your identity as a culture. And you can, so in other words, you can say whatever your culture is, but when you don't have a culture of recognition that it's part of your creed, then you don't really have a great workplace culture. But what is so great about this is because when you think about the culture itself in, in the power, when you do have to correct someone, when you do have to change some things, but you have this steady diet of recognition and positive reinforcement and, and behavior recognition, that really adds more weight when you have to quote unquote go negative. You have to say something that you don't want to talk about and they don't want to hear about, but it has to happen, whether maybe it's lacking in sales or somebody's behavior is not where it should be or whatever it is. When you have a huge culture of recognition, that gives you more weight to do corrective actions. And that's why it's so huge. So that's that's three big reasons why. But what does the data really tell us? When you think about employee uh, recognition programs, this survey by the Achievers found that respondents mentioned interesting work was 74% of what they enjoyed the most, but 69% talked about rewards, talked about how they're recognized as top reasons they would want to stay at their current employers. And this increases productivity by 31% when employees are happy, when they're engaged, when they know they matter. That's what they want to, to be involved in and resulting in job improvement and job performance, uh, achieving business value. When you start thinking about, well, where are we going? What are we trying to do? Uh, you really want to get people focused on, you can't just have a meeting and say, hey guys, we got to do better or we got to hit these numbers. You, know, you really have to really peel back the onion layers and get to the behavior part and then recognize and reinforce the behaviors you need by giving them the recognition they need. And a recent report on employee recognition stats found that 92% of workers are more likely to repeat a specific action after receiving recognition for it. I mean, think about it. As a kid growing up, that's all you ever heard when you did something right, when you made your bed, when you walked, when you, whatever it was. And how did we lose as, as adults? It just, things just kind of fell off the plate and we get on this hamster wheel and all of that. And we just kind of forget to be thankful for what we have. And more than 40% of employed Americans feel if they were recognized more often, they would probably put more energy into their work. Yet, a, a survey by Authentic Recognition found 2% receive recognition daily, 11% weekly, 20% quarterly, 17% annually, and 29% received no recognition of any kind. And that is pretty sad. 
when you think about how little that goes. But the more you're around people and, and kind of play devil's advocate, the more you're around the same kind of people, the more you just get used to being in them around, right? And you 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 know who they are and, oh, that's just Bill. He just acts this way. Or that's Sarah. She acts that way. Um, that's kind of how you, you get in this in this hamster wheel thing with your people, not just the work. And you kind of overlook that. But before you go jump on that recognition train, here's some things you shouldn't do. So generic recognition, recognizing employees in a way that makes it just feels impersonal or generic. In other words, they don't even understand why you're you're, you're doing it. You, you, everyone's um, getting the same kind of thank you card for no matter what, or or the same level. You know, you may have you might have accomplished something a lot larger, and it's the same recognition for both. Or you know, I had a, a a relative, an older relative, that would send birthday cards, but a lot of times the cards wouldn't be for birthdays; it'd be for some other holiday, and they'd actually draw a line through it and handwrite "Happy Birthday," so something like that. It sounds crazy, I know, but. When you're just handing it out because, oh, you know, corporate told me I had to thank people and you just hand stuff out, it doesn't carry much weight. Another thing is public recognition for introverts. And this is so key. You got to know your people. Some people, it, it sounds crazy to a lot of people to, if I recognize somebody in public, they freak out. But but there's people that are like that and they don't want the spotlight and they're very happy with you just doing that. So what you want to do is really connect with your team and, and just point blank, ask them, Hey, how do you like your recognition? What, what are you comfortable with and, and get what, what they want to do? Because it sounds odd, but you can have like a star performer in the, in as far as like on the execution side, but they're an introvert and you start recognizing them publicly, they'll actually stop performing. So you'll stop recognizing them in front of people. It sounds crazy, but it happens. Competitive recognition systems. So when you're basically pitting one employee against another, we had this uh, not that long ago, uh, about two, three years ago, uh, had a uh, executive kind of because they thought, well, you know, if we do this, everybody will up their game because they can see where other people score. and They want to do better. But it actually and I knew it was going to backfire. And sure enough, it did. Um, because here's the thing. They were judged on the same 10 pieces of criteria, right? So in my mind, it's like the goal was to get everybody together at the highest score, not competing against each other. And when this executive came by and saw my scoreboard and said, well, wait a minute, why is everybody at the top of the podium? I said, well, there's 10 metrics and eight of them achieved the 10. So eight of them get to be up there. And he's like, well, no, no, you got to separate that somehow. And I'm like, but if I tell them up front, there's 10 specific things they got to do. I can't change that later just because so I can be mandated to have a one through 10. It, it just backfired. It was pretty bad. Uh, delayed recognition. Imagine doing something in quarter one and in quarter three, somebody goes, oh man, that client you closed was amazing. And so much has happened in between. It, it just makes no sense. So being timely, just like smart goals, being timely with the recognition so it connects and, and the sooner you give recognition for behavior, the sooner it gets repeated. So as a leader, you don't want to wait on that. You want to be able to recognize that. And that could be as simple as a five to 10 second conversation, literally. You know, you hear somebody talking to a client on the phone and when they hang up, you just go by and say, oh, I heard at least your end of it, what you said, and it was amazing. Keep doing that. That's it. It's so simple to do. Um, and then monetary rewards as the only form of recognition. 
So this one's kind of kind of dicey because a lot of people say, yeah, of course I want more money. But then people start changing behaviors only for that. And the problem is you typically will get somebody who will be really good at it and most of your team won't. And what will happen is a lot of things will fall off the plate. And the other problem is you kind of make, and I know I get this, businesses are in business for profit and people want to be paid well. But if you make everything about the dollar, then that'll be the only thing that matters. And you will treat clients differently. You will treat each other differently. I promise you. And that is not a great place to be. So here's some reckon ideas that are even worse. These will absolutely kill your team. The ability to connect with your team and have any levels of trust with them whatsoever will all be blown out of the water. It's an article from Forbes. So there's, there's about six different things. So the manager takes credit. Absolutely cringeworthy. In other words, somebody did something amazing, but it was because of how you guided them. And as a leader, you have to step back away from that and say, you know, when your person is out there doing what they're doing, you're celebrating. Yeah, I get it. Maybe you train them. Maybe you mentor them and all that. But they're out there winning. That's the goal is to make other effective people and not sit here and say that. Because what happens is after a while, when there's a lot of that, then people start saying, wow, this team's really got it together. Who's leading this team? And that's where you as a leader start getting your recognition. So don't take the credit for what other people do. Uh, recognition is a mystery. You know, when many people, you know, focus in focus groups reported receiving mysterious packages on their desk or in their mailbox. In other words, it's kind of like um, a, a knee jerk automatic. Here's your trinket. Thanks. And nobody knows why. So imagine that like you can't connect what the behavior was to what actually happened. So it's almost like saying, um, you know, hey, Bobby Sue, uh, great job. We really like you. And it feels good in the moment for a second, but then you're like, well, what, what does that mean? What did I do? Um, I don't understand. And you just go on about your way. You almost sound like a used car salesman. Number four, quotas, quotas, quotas. If, if that's all we were doing, was a recognition quota, um, things kind of fall apart a little bit because the problem with that is you will do just enough to get to your quota instead of really, really pushing your team or really discovering something uh, about yourself or whatever. Again, when it's just total numbers versus behavior, it's amazing how many things behind the scenes change, including people's integrity a lot of the times. So that's really, it sounds good on the surface. Oh, we got a numbers goal. Let's go get it. Uh, I, I was just recently talking to somebody whose company, you know, they have some bonus structures based on goals and they didn't hit their goal, but their goal was so extreme. Their company was wildly profitable for the year and it was better than the previous year before. So you think, okay, well, we actually like put money in the bank. Shouldn't we be paying higher bonuses? But they're like, no. Um, we didn't hit a goal. So we're going to base it off of that, which there's so many things can influence a goal that you can't even control. So what do you think that makes all those people feel like when they know for a fact the company made more money because of what they did, even though they hit the goal, but now they're actually going to pay them a, a, a lower bonus than the previous year when they didn't even do so well. 
because of some arbitrary goal. That's what I'm saying. You know, when you just make it monetary or it's quotas, 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 you really run into that problem. And that's a classic example of that. Number three, the timing is bad. One of the biggest complaints employees have being uh, about recognition is it being so late, um, extremely late. Like in this case, after 13 years of employment, they received their five and 10 year achievement award at the same time. Oh my God. Could you imagine? I didn't know how as a manager or a leader, you give a, you give that with a straight face that I don't even understand that one, but these things are out there. It wouldn't be in this article if it didn't happen. Number two, they don't know their audience. So the examples I've heard on this deadly mistake can be found funny at first, but they're not. When a person who hates coffee gets gift cards to a coffee chain or a remote worker receives a gift card to a store that doesn't exist in their area, the message sent by the manager is not, I appreciate you, but instead it's, I don't have the time to get to know you. I mean, that is really, really uh, a big one. Uh, when you're talking about, well, what do we give people? Um, you really have to, again, connect with your audience as far as understanding how they like to get their recognition, what some of their favorite things are. Do they like it in private? Do they like it in public? You, know, you have to understand this stuff. And knowing what your audience is is so crucial and not giving them things they hate. And especially if somebody has been very vocal about what they don't like, you know, or if they're a, a vegan diet person and you give them gift cards to McDonald's, you know, that kind of thing. Number one, it's all a song and dance. The number one complaint in focus groups around the world about recognition is that it's just not sincere, that nobody wants to receive an obligatory recognition gesture. They they actually went, they want to be appreciated. You, you know how it feels like when you get recognition and imagine if you have to give it, but I mean, if, if it's just so um, fake, um, People, you know, they, they feel like they're being patronized for their for their effort and their attitude and their commitment drops like a rock. And, and it's easy. It is so easy for people to sense that kind of stuff. So let's get under the good stuff. The thing I promised you at the beginning of this. So I talked about we're going to learn five great ways to provide recognition to your team. And if you really want to come alive as a respected and trusted leader, making uh, recognition the right way, you got to make it into how you lead your team, not just something you add to your list of things to do. I talk about the same thing when it comes to company strategy and it's all behavior-based. When you think about how you interact with people day in and day out, rather than, oh, we, you know, we have our scheduled recognition meeting 4 p.m. Thursday. It can't be like that. It's got to be something that is just part of who you are and how you operate. And, and because this is where you're really going to grow as a leader, where you, you got to remember that every interaction with your team is either building or breaking trust. Every single one of them, no matter how minor it is, you might not think it's a big deal, but that's how that works, that, that they get to really know who you are, know when you're real and when you're not real. So Let's get into five ways to do it. So personalized acknowledgement, tailoring your recognition to the individual, their preferences, achievements, 
and personality. So you're really recognizing them or really even their behavior because that's what you really want to get after. When you think about when you have to have those hard talks with people, you never want to say, you know, hey, Joe, uh, I, I don't like you. Now, it seems kind of silly that you would say that in a meeting, although some people might. But what you're really saying is, hey, this behavior can't work here. That's what you're after. Like, you don't want to attack the person. And it's this recognition kind of works the same way in reverse. So, like, for example, like I said before, if I say, hey, Bobby Sue, we really like you. Okay, well, that's great, but it doesn't really ring true to anything in particular. So when you really get it down to their achievements and their personality, this is where it really takes hold. Like, hey, I'm being seen. You know, you talk about recognition, being recognized. Like they see me, they get me, they know what I'm I'm doing and, and what I'm capable of. And that's where you start, you're going to start getting some repeated behaviors that you want by getting it personalized to show that you've actually paid attention to them as individuals, making the recognition more impactful. Number two, peer-to-peer -peer recognition. I have done this several times and this is great. Now understand when you talk about peer-to-peer, -peer, that means you're actually asking your team to recognize each other. You cannot do this in place of you as the leader recognizing people. So please don't, in other words, don't pawn off recognition or delegate it. But this is kind of like, you think about a buy one, get one free that you're providing recognition. But when the team does, it's amazing how that does. And, and one way I've done it that is just absolutely simple to do is just putting a blank poster on the wall in your, in your break room or somewhere you know, that's out of public view of, of definitely your customers, or I don't know, maybe put it in front of your customers if they're in, you know, like you're in a retail location, but you actually just ask people to write something they appreciate about somebody else. You will be amazed how fast that thing fills up, how, how people, because they're in the trenches together and they rely on each other and they see how each other contributes probably a little bit more than the manager or the leader. And you might not want to hear that if you're a manager or a leader, but that's just a fact. And you'd be amazed how fast that fills up. And the other cool thing is it gets people out of their shell because at the same time, like I'm talking to you as a leader about not providing recognition. Well, your team probably isn't either. And when that creates a really good culture of thanking each other and seeing each other, that changes a lot. Number three, timely recognition. I mentioned this several times throughout this, this podcast episode, but when you really, you got to do it in the moment as much as physically possible. And even those little moments, like I said, you heard somebody on the phone, you heard somebody talking to a client, you heard somebody solve somebody else's problem on your team, whatever it is, they, they, they come up with a solution to something, but it's got to happen in the moment. So it really holds like that person understands that that behavior contributed and you got immediate feedback. That is so critical. Um, the timeliness, I can't emphasize that enough. Number four, professional development opportunities. So when you think about people wanting to grow, you know, here's the thing. A lot of times you ask people, are you interested in advancement? And a lot of, or, or my manager helps me advance. And a lot of times they'll say no. 
But a lot of times people don't want to be promoted for say, like they don't want to get into higher levels of manager management, but they want to learn more. So when you think about you could sponsor their attendance at a conference or give them some kind of advanced training, a mentorship program, something that they get to grow in their own role or learn something new or be responsible for a higher level project, stuff like that. So a lot of times we get so wrapped up in, oh, well, they don't want to be promoted, so they're not interested in growing. That's not true. People want to grow even in the roles that they're in. So don't overlook the fact that you can help them develop professionally in the space they're already in. Now, if somebody does want to have that career track, then great, pursue that. But you don't necessarily have to promote people in order to make them better. So you've got somebody in charge of something and you can send them to some workshop that makes them better at just that. And they see you invest in them. That's huge. And number five, celebrate milestones. Work anniversaries, completing major projects, personal achievements, getting some certification outside of work, just really celebrating different milestones um, and really, you know, acknowledging their journey, their growth within the company, all of that kind of stuff. One thing I would add to that, which I know kind of sounds like the opposite of milestones, but if I ever have anybody on my team in the hospital, I go visit them in the hospital. I don't just send them, I, I send them cards and stuff like that and keep track of how they're recovering. But I always go see them, something major like that. You'd be shocked, even funerals, like how many managers from companies don't go, if it's you know in town and all that, but they don't go to a, a funeral of a relative or even if you just stop by, you're in and you're out, you just show your support. But any kind of milestones that you can you can really rally around, you definitely wanna do that. So these are just five tips to get started. If you haven't been providing recognition to your, your team, they're probably going to start having some questions. Like, so in other words, if you haven't been doing it and all of a sudden you just come in like a big ball of sunshine, they're probably going to be a little apprehensive. Say, okay, well, what's going on? Why are you so, why are you so into this? And, you know, you just be honest with them. Tell them, you know what? I should have been doing this all along and I haven't been. And secondly, you don't have to implement all five ideas at once. If it's something you're not normally doing, then you're probably not that great at it because it's a muscle you're not using right now. So just pick a couple of them and just get started so you get in the habit of doing it, making it normal. Now, I would say as the leader, you really have to be intentional with this. And so you have to carve out some space in your calendar to just sit and think, okay, how am I going to do this? When am I going to do it? And, you know, what days and, and who am I going to do? You, you really got to map it out a little bit. But once you get started, and again, like I said at the beginning, you make it part of who you are and make it normal, you will be really good at it and, and will help keep your team and all that kind of stuff. Because after all, how you work, you know, without them, you really have to think about that as a, as a, as a question. If, if you don't focus on retention, like in other words, you got so much work to do and so many things to accomplish. It's like, how do you not look at your team and say, oh, thank God you're here? You know, if you think that way. And the only way to keep that attention span is having a great culture of recognition. And the good part is that is 100% up to you. So what did we learn today? 
how did you grow just a little bit? Or more importantly, how can you help someone else grow? That's the whole point of Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, hit that subscribe button. Tell all your colleagues and friends and neighbors all about the show. Give us comments, feedback, things like that. We will grow together and we will see you next week on the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast.